It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. All right, we are back. Welcome to the playground, home of insightful, one-of-a-kind basketball analysis. Do you think we're even one-of-a-kind? There's no one like us out there, Arik. That might be true. Not necessarily just, for a good thing. Not, you don't not just get basketball. You get, uh, uh, vicariously, you get to experience a strong, great friendship. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is very true. What more do people want besides basketball insight and friendship? Yeah, what could they ask for? You're a little under the weather. You're not feeling great. That's true. So we should just, just barrel through this, right? I think so. I, I, I wanted to, to, to have the conversation because there's so much cool stuff going on. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I might have walking pneumonia. So How's that different from uh, lying down pneumonia? It's a lot less serious. Oh, well. Yeah, but it's just, uh, it means like um, you, you have a lot of trouble taking deep breaths because you'll cough. Sure. Uh, and so like I was trying to walk to get some dinner last night and had to walk like crazy slow because I kept running out of breath. Oh, boy. Yeah, so it's not like ideal. I'm sorry <laughs> but, to hear that, man. Yeah, thanks. I'll be okay. I'm feeling a lot better today than I did uh, yesterday, so I imagine that um, in the next day or two I'll, I'll probably be back up to speed. But um, Do you mind yeah, if we it... rapid fire through two pre-topics? Yo, yeah, go for it. I saw Deadpool 2 today. Ooh. And? I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, so did I you saw see the first one with you. I saw. Yeah, it we saw it together. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, jerk. Is <laughs> <laughs> I mean the kind of consensus uh, between us, I would say, is like it, funny, good. Yeah, I enjoyed Deadpool. It was it was a lot of fun. It didn't take itself very seriously, and it had some nice moments. Yeah, it's like a spoof movie. It's like the superhero yeah. equivalent of like Airplane. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. uh, this so new one uh, is very very funny when it's funny. But it also mm. has a lot of like uh, their way of trying to uh, extend your interest and investment in that universe to justify, you know, bringing you back is a little bit of like uh, character development. They sort of humanize Deadpool a little bit. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. Okay, so you were you were less on board with the humanization. You want a dehumanized Deadpool. I wouldn't necessarily say that. It's funny because, like, in the superhero genre, I feel like it's it's like the one genre of film where sequels almost, like, on average are better than the originals, right? Yeah, they grow because they have to do less. They don't have to teach you who the characters are. Yeah, like yeah. You're already invested in the characters. You're already in- invested in the universe. And, like, the sort of, oh, what's going to happen to this character and, and all that stuff really really plays and you're like always look looking forward to the sequel right uh but with deadpool like it's so silly and light i don't know like it it definitely presents a challenge for that kind of film like it's more like a typical film where like a sequel is like okay this is just like we're going back to the well you know back to the future 2 is great but it's not as good as back to the future 1 okay yeah that's that is uh that's very true What's your favorite sequel? Oh man, uh, that is a that's a tough question to answer. There, there are. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I guess 
A lot of people would probably say Empire Strikes Back, right? That's a pretty classic Yeah, a lot choice. of people would say that, but would you yeah. say that? Uh, I mean, I would have at some point in my life. Uh, I don't know if I would right now. I don't know what my favorite sequel is. I mean, I guess um, I would break it down. I wouldn't do it all over like that. I'd probably break it down to specific situations or categories. So, for mm-hmm. example, of the Marvel movies, which one's my favorite sequel? Um uh, things like that. I don't know. All around favorite sequel. I what's feel your, like what's your favorite Marvel sequel? Uh, probably. Well, let's see. I'm gonna. I was gonna say probably, but I actually have a list. So let me look. But while, <laughs> while I'm looking, <laughs> so I don't know who uses Letterboxd here. But yeah, okay, I was right. It is um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that's, sig- that's significantly one. better film than Captain uh-huh. America: The First Avenger. What is interesting about to me about the Winter Soldier is that it's directed by the same people who did Infinity War, mm-hmm. um, which, as of course you know, I at least you're a little lukewarm on it. Yeah, did not love. Yeah, um, but overall total sequels that is a that is a really great question. And the thing is, like the I, the reason I think I'm struggling so much with it is that I know that there's some like really great answer for me, and I don't know what it is but i'm gonna think about it now so thank you very much i think a lot of people would say obviously the godfather 2 is considered to be uh, as good if not better than the original uh yes it is any any jones films people kind of you know the third one maybe but i I like personally to be the best no i like the first one better okay 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 um and the second one no one thinks is better yeah blues brothers 2000 i know is a a favorite film of yours I'm going to do a quick bet greatest movie sequels. Let's see what this list says. Maybe it'll jog my memory. Uh, well, the picture at the top, by the way, Last uh-huh. Crusade. Is it really? Yeah. It's a great film. It's a great film. Uh, okay, let's see here. I'm going to go all the way down to the bottom. Uh, okay, a lot of people say Aliens. Sure, sure. T2 is a popular one, but as we know, I have not seen it. Both both James Cameron's films. Uh, James uh, Cameron. Empire films. Strikes Back. Uh, before sunset, uh, Superman two. Okay, no way. Uh, we've, no we've, way. Yeah, we've kind of dropped. We've dropped quickly in quality here. Um, these are all like really, really. Oh, Batman Returns is really good. I would say that I like Batman Returns better than the first Tim Burton Batman film. Yeah, me which too. I really like a lot. But I think Batman Returns. Batman Returns just has more going on. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's all about so, like dual the dual. Uh, Nature of those main characters, you know. Right. Yeah, they pick those villains really well. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, Batman. Uh, Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin. Right. Uh, Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Yeah. And then Max Shrek, who is Max Shrek in sort of two ways. Like, he's the... Uh... Oh, as Two-Face, you mean? No, no, Max oh, Shrek yeah, is not a... Two-Face. Max Shrek is the Christopher Walken character in Batman Returns. Right. Who's a... Uh, Who's kind of like a political? He's almost like a what's his face, like a Carl Rove of that universe. Mm-hmm. And he has this public personality where he's benevolent and warm and and very well liked, but behind closed doors, he's you know a, a conniving, manipulative, uh, horrible, awful, evil person. Yeah. So they have Adam's family values on the list, which I think is a great choice. Yeah, that's but, a great. That's a great. But sequel. at number thirty-eight, Return to Oz? No. Hmm. No. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. I, I, no, I, that I, is not a great movie. I've listened to an argument for that one. Really? That it's yeah. better than that it's better than Wizard of Oz. Oh, sorry. No, no, not better. Not better. Thank but you. a good sequel. Right. A good sequel. Okay. Thank you. 
Um, uh, yeah. The other the other thing I quickly wanted to touch upon, unless you want to yeah. keep talking about good sequels. No, but I do have one non-basketball-related one as well, so let's... let's, let's well, why don't we do you? We'll go back and forth. So, have you ever seen... Okay, first of all, were you at any point in your life a wrestling fan, a WWE wrestling fan? We talked about this uh, last week, and yeah, oh, right, because I, I said because yeah. I said this documentary was coming to my house, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it did come to my house, and I watched it. How was it? It's excellent. Really? Yes. Is like, it? Um, it's surprisingly good. Is it like an outside documentary where it sort of uh, acknowledges the? fake nature of of professional wrestling or does it kind of play it more like like watching this documentary i know it's about this great betrayal between uh who is it uh who's the main subject of the documentary brett the hitman Hart. yeah the the betrayal of brett the hitman Hart by vince mcmahon right so uh for those of you who don't know and i'm not going to spoil too much uh uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, if you remember him from when you were a kid or if you don't, was a extremely popular uh, wrestler in the then WWF. He was there for, I don't know, 20 years or something and was by far one of the most popular wrestlers and considered to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And mm-hmm. uh, through various reasons that the documentary goes into, he was moving from the in, in 1997, I think, or 1996, he was moving from the WWF to the uh, WCW, if you remember. That was a Ted Turner alternate rival, wrestling rival league. league. The, rival league that did pretty well for a while and um the the way that his career with wwf after 14 or 15 years i guess it was with the company ended was just a complete uh screw job it's called the montreal screw job and it's one of the most famous events in uh, wrestling history and it was not there are some people who think it was staged but it was not staged it was just a really awful situation Mm -hmm. um the documentary is made by a total outsider um it is not a uh, official or licensed uh, WWE product, and in fact, uh, they would never have licensed it because it involves like uh, recordings of Vince McMahon that were without his uh, knowledge or consent, and uh, all this uh, very negative things about wrestling, and a lot of discussion about the um, the, the fakeness of wrestling and all those kinds wow. of things. But it is it is uh, it's an overview of sort of. The leg, the Hart family, uh, who are kind of like one of the main wrestling families in the history of of wrestling. Um, his dad ran one of the like uh, territory wrestling um, uh, uh, movements, and uh, and and he had Brett Brett had Brett Hart had like eleven brothers and sisters. Uh, all the dudes were wrestlers, and all the ladies married wrestlers. So the family wow. is it's just almost like, like the uh, st- it's almost like Steve Adams' family. It's like the wrestling equivalent of that. Um, Steve Adams' family. The guy from uh, uh, Thunder, who's got oh like, yeah yeah, uh, where they're all athletes. There's like twenty yeah. million of them. Yeah. So um, anyway, the documentary is is really really good. It goes over his career, some of the careers of the other wrestlers from that era, and and what happened and how awful it was and how awful Vince McMahon was and, and all this stuff. And it, it's just like I think it's kind of hard to find at this point. I don't think it's like very um, uh, easy to. I don't think it's being distributed much. It was like a pretty early DVD. Like it mm-hmm. came out in like ninety eight or ninety nine, and the the DVD is pretty hilariously um, basic, but it's it's great. If What's you the ever, menu like in it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not not much going on there. If you ever like, uh, if you ever liked um, wrestling at all, or even if you just find sort of documentaries about interesting things or or whatever, uh, it, it, I, I was captivated. Like I was like, wow, this is like so so much better uh, than I could ever have imagined it would be. Wow! Wow! So, well, uh, color yeah. me interested. 
Yeah, well, I, I can, uh, you know, I can share it with you. So one last non-basketball topic. I saw Weird Al this past weekend. That's right, with uh, with your bro. Yeah, it was incredible. I I feel like of all uh, uh, musical interests of mine, the the hardest the hardest one to convey the legitimacy of is Weird Al. People that don't get it, it's like, oh, he's that jokey guy. It's not real music. It's all a joke, you know? Right. And to my mind, nothing could be further from the truth. He's just so incredibly talented. And as, you know, I'm an amateur musician. I've played some music. Uh, I've seen many, many, many live shows. I think Weird Al is, is truly, like I say this without hyperbole, I think he's a musical genius, you know? And uh, that was all... He's certainly a musical genius. I yeah. definitely agree with that. It's all fully, fully on display at the show. It was just... Uh, it was it was so excellent. You know, I hope we get a chance to see him together sometime. Oh, yeah, me too. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... You know, as I think we've discussed before, I've been a fan of Weird Al since I was a kid. Uh, I'm probably not as up on his newer stuff as you are, though I've been kind of catching up, especially when I thought I might go to that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, and and yeah, he he. I think my favorite thing about Weird Al um, is that is I, th- I think I watched the Weird Al behind the music, which is like hilarious because yeah, because there's no really, trauma, there's no trauma. But <laughs> yeah. when he says like every record, he's a comeback artist, <laughs> right? Because yeah. people just don't take him seriously. So every yeah. record, it's like, oh, that guy's still making music, like, <laughs> oh, crazy, <laughs> which I think is is really sort of interesting. And I, I think his career in general is a, is a really interesting. Uh, perspective and then and then kind of like the intricacies of like when people have claimed that they didn't give him the rights even though they had to because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to make the song like, yeah, like the uh, coolio like thing he had a whole drama with coolio. eminem exactly like yeah. when people think that they're being they're not they, they take the joke personally or, or whatever it is and i just, I just find all of that super fascinating I and mean, this guy has been like phenomenally successful doing something that like most people would probably just be like there's no way right so yeah yeah it's really interesting, uh, and uh, and I would love to go see him. Well, this was a very special show. It was uh, again highly highly entertaining, and really, you know, his band can play anything, and uh, that's really what's so impressive about them. Like they're stylistically comfortable, really doing anything, um, and right. uh, that was all on full display. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats. So basketball. Oh yeah, that's a sport that we like. Conference finals, March so on. So boring, so <laughs> boring. There's been one good game in the whole conference finals. Which one do you think was the good game? The game four, uh, Rockets Warriors, which was uh, a three point game. That was the best game. I will definitely agree because, like you said, it was a close game. Yeah. I watched that game and was still pretty cold with it. But there were like it was the best some one. really big runs, you know. It's like there the were. Warriors yeah, opened yeah. up. It was like twelve zero, and then the Rockets yep. made a comeback. And the Warriors, the Warriors like made a comeback. Rockets fought back. Like yeah. Chris Paul finally had a good game. Like I don't know. I thought it was like. So it was a compelling game in terms of the storyline, uh-huh. uh, in terms of the way the game played out. What I didn't enjoy about it is I don't enjoy the way these two teams. It's you know I think. Uh, I think it was probably on the low post or something. They were saying, like, we've been waiting this whole time for this matchup, and it turns out that this this particular matchup brings out the worst, most boring <laughs> basketball in these two teams. Like, it's just, like, yeah. so... I mean, because basically to, all the switching... To be fair, I believe they said that before that game four. But, yeah, that's not that's not unfair. All the, all the switching and all of the um, motion offense 
combined, pitted against each other, sort of cancels each other out. So basically what you're left with is a ton of opportunities for super boring ISO basketball. But yeah. um, that was the best one. Absolutely. The other games have been pretty uniformly like yesterday's um, Celtics-Cavs Celtics game yeah. was so boring. Like I'm, I'm sure you were very happy with it because y'all won. Yeah, I, I was certainly pleased by the outcome, but I, I would also agree that like the that that series in particular is pretty mystifying because at least with the Warriors and the Cat, uh, sorry, the Warriors and the Rockets, they've each won a road game. Right. Like the Cavs Celtics, it's just like they were taking turns. Like whoever yeah. is the home team, whoever's looks home great. rolls the other team, yeah. and whoever's the road team, like. Which is not really that surprising if you think about it, given that there's a grand total of like one and a half players on any of the teams who anyone like believe, would you know has ever like, especially with the Warriors and the Celtics, where they're really like you know, it's not even like they're top heavy, like they they're middle heavy. They have no top in the bottom. Exactly, like the Celtics are all almost all rookies or young guys or guys who've never been in like this level of situation before. It's and so the funny man. when they, are, when they play garbage sorry. time, they still have like two starters out there. There's just no one that can play. Yeah, I mean it's it's it is I I mean it is like undeniably impressive uh in some ways what both teams are doing because like whenever the celtics are going like doing what they're doing i'm like damn like this is amazing but when Mm -hmm. the Cavs are rolling i'm like this is also very impressive i mean it's less impressive because they do have lebron but like no one else on that team like 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 larry nance jr is making a major (laughs) contribution like do you know what i mean like it's just it's wild how bad the Cavaliers are in general, and like, I'm sure you heard that whole story about how uh, they, you know, they didn't play Kyle Korver a lot in Game Five, hmm. and they asked Ty Lue about it, and he said, "Well, the Celtics didn't play Semi Ojale, who's our matchup with Kyle Korver, so we didn't know when to throw him out." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it's just, <coughs> excuse me, it's just, it's it's phenomenal. I I I, I cannot see. I mean, you never know with the Celtics because they do seem to have a floor leaf clover up there behind. But uh, it, I can't see either of these two teams winning more than a game. In any no, I, I think Max scenario. Finals is going to be a five game series. What, yeah. However, this all plays out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rockets Warriors doesn't matter. The only thing maybe is that the Rockets uh, would have some level of uh, fear or you know not great big game performers. But yeah, I, the, the, like the Chris Paul poop his pants game. You probably probably get that if he makes it to the finals. Yeah, so maybe yeah. you get one from him and one from Harden, and they go, it goes six. Maybe that's like the best case scenario. I, I, I think there's just no chance. And at the moment, I still think, uh, even though the, the the Warriors pretty stupidly lost Game Four, I, I think they're probably still going to win the series. Although, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, this tonight is an extremely important game. I think. Uh, yes. Although I have almost no desire to watch it, but yes, I know we're we're recording over it. Um, no, it well, starts in like. A little bit, but yeah, yeah. It starts in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and we'll probably we'll probably be pretty close to done by then. Yes, if not done. Um, There's not much to say. Yeah, I think even if the Warriors lose tonight, I would still say they would be the favorites to win the series. But on yeah, the other gonna, hand, they, you they're know, almost certainly going to win Game Six at home, and then Game Seven. Who knows? But they yeah. are likely to win. They got an Iguodala injury that seems fairly Weirdly significant. Significant, weirdly significant. Right? Do we know for sure if uh, Clay is playing tonight? I believe that Thompson is playing, yes. Okay, okay, okay. But at what percentage? Yeah. So I don't know. You never know. I mean, the, the Rockets have, in on their runs, looked extremely good in the sense of winning. It's um, it's weird. Like, we knew this 
the only way that the Warriors were going to lose the series is if, if they face the kind of sort of adversity that they're, they're facing right now. Mm-hmm. Injuries and their own uh, lethargy due to being way too good and not trying hard all season and now struggling to turn it on. I don't, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I in, in some ways for the long term, for the Warriors, it's probably better if they lose this series in some ways. Is I it mean, better for us? Because like, we've been talking about the inevitably, inevitability of their success. If they don't make the finals and we're proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be totally happy with that. I, I, I would love, like I said, to see the Rockets win one just so everyone shuts up about it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I just, I, you know, like as, as, uh, as someone else on the low post, I think, said, I just don't enjoy watching the Rockets. Like, it's just not a brand of basketball I like. This isn't any Le- kind of Less so than the Warriors? Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy watching the Warriors a lot more than I enjoy watching the Rockets. Like, wow. just in terms of watching them play. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. still agree with, you, you know, everything you and I have said about why I don't like the Warriors, don't root for the Warriors, and don't appreciate what they did to the league. But aesthetically speaking, at their best, they are a more beautiful brand of basketball than the Rockets. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, just, I, I just. I don't know James if I Harden agree with that, but I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just. I've never been a fan of James Harden. I, I just don't enjoy his game. Like it just. It, I find it incredibly boring. Like it's just like, oh, you're gonna get fouled. Oh, you're gonna dribble for a really long time and then take this uh, step back three. Like I just don't enjoy his game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just that. That's just the way it is. I mean, and you know, lest anyone think this is any kind of franchise bias, the. The, the mid-2000s McGrady-Yao Rockets were one of my all-time favorite teams. I have nothing against the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I just sure. Don't, I just don't enjoy this You respect Hakeem Olajuwon? Oh, absolutely, of course. But I just my point is I don't have anything against the fran- – there are franchises I have things against. They are not one of them. Yeah. I just yeah. don't enjoy this this particular team. Um, but, you know, I, I have what nothing – I like What are your top like three Ball. least favorite franchises? Number one, Thunder. The number one, Oklahoma City, City of course. Yeah. Uh, number two is probably the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And who is number three? I might not even have a number three. I mean, is there anyone else I really should strongly dis? I guess I guess right now the well, but franchises, not teams, because I don't yeah. like this Warriors. But if once all these players are gone, I won't care. Yeah. Uh. So. So it's really just those two. Yeah, I really don't like those two franchises. Yeah. Uh, I will root against them pretty much always, forever. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any? Is it the Lakers and who for you? Just the Lakers? Um, I mean, the only reason that I like instinctively root against the Lakers is that they're so close to the uh, total championships of the Celtics. Yeah, and they're your biggest rival. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are, but it's like it's a cross conference rival. Like, you, you know, you could argue that like Philadelphia is a bigger rival to the Celtics. Well, you're certainly going to hate the, the the Sixers over the next couple of years. Yeah. No doubt about that. Probably more so than the Lakers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No. So I see your point. I, but, yeah, I don't really have any desire to hate franchises. I mean, it, you know, the Lakers, for me, they're like the Yankees, right? You just hate them. Yeah. I mean— But I, but I will say that the, the, the extended—and maybe I would have felt the same way about the Yankees in, like, the 80s—the mm-hmm. extended sucking of the Lakers kind of defangs the hatred. I completely agree. Like, I found myself this year— sort of enjoying like they had a few runs where they were playing really well you know especially when Isaiah Thomas got there they had a couple of good games yeah <laughs> where Isaiah scored you know plus 20 and you know it it warmed my heart yeah they're not the evil empire right now 
Yeah. Uh, I think if they were to r- rise again to prominence, I would probably start hating them again. But maybe not. I, who knows? I mean, you know. For me, really it would depend like, on how they did it. Like, if yeah, it was, like, totally. if LeBron goes there and all of a sudden they just, like, go into the finals, I'll hate the Lakers again. Yeah, <laughs> totally. If it's just, yeah, like, but if they build this team organically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If Lonzo Ball and, and Julius Randle become the next uh, Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. it's a weird comparison but i i enjoy it uh yeah i don't know i mean uh, you know the other thing too of course for me is that currently without a a fully without a team i mean you know we as as is very well established on this show that whole situation uh, you're a a lonely boy in the basketball world yeah i mean you know go blazers or whatever but uh like yeah without a real team interest i just don't have the same passion for rivalries Uh uh-huh I just don't have the same, like, this is, you know, that important to me. So, and, it, and in some ways it gives me a, a, a perspective that I kind of enjoy that I'll miss when that changes, if it, if it does. But on the other hand, I'll be very, 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 very happy. All right, um, so the Celtics you know, are up 3-2. The, the Warriors and, and uh, Rockets not are at not at two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you had to pick who you think are going to be the finals, what you think is going to be the finals matchup, what, what would you say right now? Probably Warriors Celtics. Hmm. Um, although it's really hard because I do think that the Cavaliers are likely to win Game Six, um, and then you know anything's possible. But I mean, it's just going to be hard for the Cavs to win in Boston. Yeah. So I mean, the, the Warrior, the, the Warriors, the we both did that like ten times. <laughs> the Celtics shoot so well at home, and it it, it really is crazy. They didn't shoot well last night. They shot thirty seven percent. Really? It felt like they were raining threes. No, they were offensively, they were not good last night. Although the Cavs were much, much worse. That's true. So the, I, I think, I mean, every time it was like the Cavs would put in so much energy and they would cut the lead from like 16 to 8 and then it would be 16 again in a minute. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I, it's hard to bet against LeBron until it happens. Mm-hmm. I still think that there's a decent chance that the Cavs win the series somehow. Uh, they can win two in a row against the Celtics. They absolutely can, and I do think that they're likely to win the next game. But on the other hand, if the Celtics came out and somehow won that game, would I be shocked? I mean, in that one, it's just like, I feel like with both of these series, like, it's just really, they're even in different ways. Like, I still think the Warriors are better than the Rockets and are likely to win, but if the Rockets do win because they've been sort of tricking the Warriors into playing their game, is that, would that shock me? No. So, it's just, I think I would be more surprised... Hmm. I think I would be more surprised if the Rockets won than if the Celtics won. Home home court clearly in the Western Conference series matters a little bit less than yeah than in the East where it seems to be all, everything. Yeah, ev- everything, everything. Yeah. Uh, but but the the Rockets do have two games at home, you know. So the Rockets do have two games at home. I don't know that that. I mean, the Warriors already won one in Houston, so um, I don't know if that matters as much. I, I don't know tonight, like you said. I mean, it's really dumb to say, well, we'll know more tonight because we will just literally know more. But, um, yeah, I don't have a good feel for this. The only thing I have a good feel for is that the West is going to win the championship. So Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, It's funny, you know, uh, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, you know, going around town, anytime I'm wearing some Celtics gear, you get a lot of positivity, which is unusual, being a, a Massachusetts sports fan in San Francisco. Uh, people hate the Patriots. People, like, when I came here, it was sort of, like, at the tail end of the Big Three era. So people love to talk a lot of smack, especially when the Warriors were ascendant. 
But now everyone's like, oh, go Celtics, go Celtics, you know. And it's this, it's this condescending thing that I've enjoyed. But if we make the finals, like, I don't, Arik, I don't know what it's going to do to me. I have to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> what are you apologizing for? Like, it's going to make me so mad when the Celtics, if hypothetically the Celtics and the Warriors play in the finals. Yeah. And all this, like, goodwill that I've been enjoying turns into... Uh, Turns into hatred, relentless, well, or, or relentless patronization. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in some ways, sports fandom is just the worst. <laughs> right? I don't know why like, we do it to ourselves. I don't know either. I mean, listen, I was watching. I was, you know, like I was saying, I was watching this wrestling documentary. That is a fake sport, right? It yeah, is sports people care entertainment. So much. People care so much. They were interviewing fans. Who were like this was like the mo- most important things to them, and it, they, and some of it was real stuff, but a lot of it was fake stuff. Right? <laughs> so they're super mad about this thing that is a hundred percent designed to make them mad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And some of them had like a you know, it seemed like they had a good uh, sense of the reality of their situation, and were just saying you know this is like it's really fun, it's not serious. That's what I like about it. But some of them were just like they were putting way too much of their hearts and minds into this thing and it was kind of disturbing yeah i mean i i can't tell if they like choose to believe it or if they just like i have not seen the documentary some kind of weird compartmentalization thing i guess i don't know it's like they know that the matches are fixed but in some ways they think that the characters are not i guess i don't know maybe it's because these people are i don't know it's so ridiculous i mean these people have face paint on and like you know are i don't the whole thing i mean it I, i find wrestling fascinating i've resisted ever sort of getting back into it because mm-hmm. i just don't need that in my life but I, um, I have adult friends like people that are our age oh, that yeah. are really into it you know totally there's a lot i mean it's not uncommon i just don't i don't i don't want to be addicted to a soap opera like i just don't need that sort of in my life i have enough things going on but it's like there is something really and also all the people i cared about are long gone so it's like i don't i don't really need to like i don't have any touchstone anymore for, sure. i don't care sure. about any of the people involved so um that's all good, but man, I love the history of it. Like any documentary going through any of the stuff that happened, like at some point I'm going to watch the Andre the Giant one. Like anything talking about sort of 80s and 90s wrestling, like I'm so there for that. Yep. Basketball podcast with her and Arik. <laughs> it's, there's, not, there's only two games going on. I mean, there's I not know. much to. It's so boring. I can't wait for the season to be over so we can start talking about all the fun stuff. Yeah, all the movies. All the movies and also all the drafts and all this stuff. I mean, what the hell's going on with people's opinion of Luka Doncic? Which I think is actually Doncic, but who the hell knows? I believe Um, it's pronounced Donkic. It's definitely not pronounced like that. I believe Uh, it's pronounced Donkey Kong. I believe it's pronounced Donkey Kong Country. (laughs) Uh, I am really excited about the movie thing. That is also true. Uh, At any rate, we do have a few more games, so... We do, we'll yeah, them. and and it as it gets less and less interesting, uh, I think we should, you know, we're gonna have a Steely Dan concert to talk about next week. Oh yeah, very excited. I'm so happy to indulge that other stuff because uh, even even if it is Celtics Rockets would which would completely defy our expectations, I still don't feel like it's going to be really all that interesting. No, no. Yeah, so. I do have one more non-basketball thing, if you'll indulge me. Of course. Yeah, what do you got? So, uh, as you know, I was in Seattle over the weekend, and yes, uh, I yes. went to a Mariners game. 
And uh, first of all, it was so much fun to be in Seattle at a Mariners game. And I, I realized it was I against thought the about Tigers, it. right? It was against the Tigers. It was the last game of the series. And um, it was just a, a I'll get into the game itself. But before I talk about that, uh, I realized as I was getting ready to go to it, that although I've seen the Mariners play many, many times over the last, uh, you know, 20 years or something, I don't think I've actually been in Safeco since uh, the 116th game win in 2001. Wow. So I hadn't been in the stadium That's in a very crazy long that you time. were there for 116, though. I know, it's, it, and it was totally random. It was like, That was the record-setting game, right? That was the record-setting game, wow. and I was there because of a crazy confluence of events because it wasn't just that, like, we had the ticket because the game had been early in the season, postponed, last game of the season, but mm-hmm. I was only there mm-hmm. even in Seattle because of 9-11. So uh, the, the, whole, the whole thing was, <laughs> All right, was well, completely crazy. But <laughs> so moving, anyway. <laughs> moving past that, uh, but it's true. That's, that's absolutely 100% true. Wow. But um, anyway, so went to the game. So much fun to be with other people. Uh, wearing you know the same laundry and rooting for the same stuff as me. Um, also, man, I love Safeco. Like, I really like that stadium so much more than uh, than either of the stadiums here. It's just mm-hmm. like the food's better, the vibes better. It's better built. There's all these awesome, weird places that you can go to to ha- to be like on the field and looking at stuff, even how, if you don't have tickets the down there. Field? Uh, maybe 2001. They just signed a new lease, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, the original lease. Um, expired and they just signed another like 25 year lease it looks like uh it was built in 2000 so 2003 oh, it, it maybe? opened in 1999 oh okay it opened in 99 so and maybe I, about and... 30 years of the contract what's that maybe about a 30 30 year lease the new one well the, the old lease seems like it was probably about 30 years the old lease was expiring this year so no oh i guess that's a is that really a, no that's like 20 years right Oh, sorry, sorry, yes, 20, 20. Okay, so they had a 20-year lease, and now they have another 25-year lease. Uh, but there's a, they, the, the coolest thing about it, I mean, it, it's very open and nice, but the, there's all these, like, I was saying, there's all these, like, cutout areas where there's, like, you can go and be right on field level without having tickets to go down there. Like, there are areas fun. for fans to, to congregate and stand at Did any you point. do that at the game? Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and there's great food and, and all this stuff, but what was, so we get there, and we're walking around getting food as the Tigers score two first inning runs on a on a like a base hit and a and a home run. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well. And I joked like, I hope we haven't missed all the scoring, uh, which was not as funny a joke nine <laughs> innings later when nothing else had happened. Um, and so I was getting very resigned that this was just going to be like such a boring, boring game. But um, then uh, in the in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Mariners tied it on a two-run homer, Ooh. and the game went to extra innings, and the Mariners won on a walk-off in the eleventh. Wow, that's fantastic, man! That sounds it really was fun. so much fun. Like it was so much fun. So had a great time. Um, the Mariners are somehow still pulling these games out. They won the series three to one, even without um, Cano and and limited. Are they Cruz still technically in a wild card position? Like, if yeah, actually, plays. they overtook yeah. the uh, at least briefly last time I looked, they had overtaken the Angels. Wow. Um, let me take a look now at the old Standaroonies, which is a while you do that. Terrible. Can you tell me who has the best record in all of baseball? Is it still the Red Sox? Yes, it is. Okay, so the, Mar- the Mariners are still ahead. We're uh, we're like actually uh, like a game and a half up on the on the Angels. So. If the season were to end today, we would we're a game and a half on the Angels for the second wild card spot. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, so that cool, would cool. be exciting. I fully expect them to break my heart at some point because they always do. But it was it was just a great great time. And you know how often do I get to wear my sweet sweet Mariners jacket? Um, so all good. Well, you're sick. Yeah. So we can't go forever. No. And I just before we go want to congratulate myself. Okay. For not leaning too hard into my Celtics fandom. I felt like I was pretty good about not just like just rapturously enjoying uh, our unlikely success <laughs> like I am right now. Well, I'm so happy that uh, for you, for your this achievement that you've achieved. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Arik. <laughs> it's about time somebody said it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I will talk to you next week, my friend. Yeah, my friend. Uh, I hope you feel better. Uh, yeah. To our, all our listeners out there, I apologize for Arik's illness. Yeah, we'll try to do better in the future. Arg is a weak man. I'm very weak. I didn't used to be. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Actually, I do know what happened. <laughs> I'm just, I, we're only, we're so, this is so early for us to quit. So I'm just like, just trying to not leave, but we should leave. I love no, you. We should, we should. And I love basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And I will uh, enjoy texting you as I hate watch the game. Yeah. I don't even know if I can. I'll watch. I, I'll I watch for the podcast. Okay. Do it for the show. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Bye, everybody.